Good morning and welcome back to The Word. My name is Mitchell Weber. If this is your first time listening in, I am the host of this podcast and appreciate you joining in and uh, welcome back to all the regular listeners. I know it's been a while since we've had an episode and uh, I do appreciate y'all's patience and grace. You probably thought I had dropped off or quit. (laughs) That is not the case. Um, My goodness, things have uh, really picked up in the world of pharmacy. Um, so my wife and I are finishing up our eighth of nine total pharmacy rotations. Um, we actually start our next one, uh, the first week of April, I believe that's April 3rd. We'll start our ninth and final rotation, which is super exciting. Um, we are, I think roughly 36, 37 days out from graduating with our doctorates in pharmacy. So praise the Lord. It has been a tremendous journey from my freshman year of college all the way up to this point now. Um, And even speaking of that now, I think I'd love to kind of devote an episode kind of talking through that so you guys can kind of hear a little bit more of a a background of myself, get to know me a little bit better, uh, recognize that I am an imperfect person seeking to live obediently to Christ and... uh, that is something I hope you all keep in mind as you listen in. Not perfect, doing the best I can. I'm learning it alongside you all, so I appreciate you all. Uh, we are starting um, back up in Psalms. We will be looking at Psalm 8 this morning. We finished Psalm 7 uh, the last time that we were on, so I'm excited to kind of get into Psalm 8. I'm reading through a book right now. Um, it is called The Preparation of Sermons. It's by Andrew Blackwood. It's a super, super old book. Um, I'm looking at, I've got it in my hands right now, I was looking to see if uh, I could find out when it was published, and my Roman numerals up into the thousands aren't too uh, great right now, but um, I believe it was an early 1900s or late 1800s book, and it's just super interesting to kind of see his approach and how he's a prepped for messages and his guidance for young pastors and those holding the pulpit to uh, the approach of sermon prep. And one of the things, I I think it's this book or it's a different one, he talks about letting the text speak. In essence, reading the Word of God and letting it speak to the hearts of man. And I think that's super important. I think sometimes, I know I'm guilty of this sometimes, and I'm trying to be mindful of it. Um, I try to speak where I don't need to speak, or I'm trying to speak where... I'm, we'll say, forcing my opinion across the board, and that's not necessarily correct. I might be me detracting from the Word of God. I might be saying something or trying to expound upon something that's not even there. So I appreciate you guys to uh, check me and, you know, hold me accountable, but also uh, just recognize that sometimes we got passages of Scripture that are just so powerful or maybe just so simple to understand you just kind of have to sit back listen to it just take in each and every word and just let the word of god absolutely wash over your entire heart um so that is actually kind of the goal and mindset moving forward here in psalm chapter 8 um as we as we start into this so without further ado uh let's pray and then we'll read and then we'll we'll dive in here heavenly father gracious lord we thank you for this beautiful day Lord, we thank you for allowing us to wake up uh, another morning to uh, walk this earth. Lord, it is a blessing. It is a miracle 
that uh, you put breath in our lungs. You put air in our lungs for us to breathe, Father. Lord, we're so grateful. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I pray that you keep them safe, keep them healthy. Lord, protect them. God, I pray that uh, those who are going through trials right now, who might be suffering, who, who are struggling, Lord, I pray that they seek you and lean on you during this time. I pray that you rally brothers and sisters in Christ uh, around them, Lord, to support them and uh, help them. Lord, I pray for those that are rejoicing right now, God, I just pray that uh, we share in their joy, that we direct that glory and honor back to you, uh, because it is, uh, it's because of you. Lord, I pray over this time this morning that uh, whatever is said, Lord, I pray that uh, it is your word and your word only that goes forth. Lord, I pray if there is anything that is of my own opinion or whatever, Lord, I pray that, and it's just not helpful, I pray it goes one ear and out the other, Lord. God, we thank you for this time, and it's in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. All right, Psalm chapter 8. Let's let's read the word of God. Uh, listen in, turn to it if you will, but Psalm chapter 8, this is the word of God. O Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And I just lost my, my spot. <laughs> what is man, there you go, that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Now, you, you can kind of hear it uh, throughout um, throughout this psalm, uh, chapter 8 here. It's it's one of delight and joy. You might have to pause and reread it, go back, but it, it's a psalm of delight and joy. And you can hear it in the text, I think. I, and I hope our text this morning, uh, hopefully it causes us to ponder and think uh, and draw back upon the absolute importance of the elevated place that Christ has, and as it should be, in our hearts and our lives. So, so what is our purpose statement today with this psalm then? And I think it's this, to live out and celebrate the vast love and kindness of God to his creation, but more specifically to man, right? But it's not, it's not only creation, but it's of redemption through Christ Jesus, who came as a man and came to the honor and dominion herein this psalm and i think you can kind of you can you can see that in in verses uh 4 through 6 and i'm not going to i'm not going to sugarcoat it i had some trouble <laughs> getting through those uh, few verses there because it's recorded as what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him for you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor and then he goes about talking about the dominion over the earth. It almost sounds like the psalmist is referencing man here, but I think it's more important, or it's more correct to attribute that this, the subject of this psalm is actually Christ. This psalm is about Christ. He is the subject of this psalm. 
right? So digging into, and we'll get into that a little more later on uh, as we as we flesh this out. But verse one, it's an utterance of exclamation. If you recognize, if we reread uh, verse one, there's, "O oh Lord, O oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens." This is sometimes this is all that can be said, right? At times when we are when we truly ponder the place we are as sojourners, right? The suns and the planets that are overhead right now. They're all numbered in his hand. The The universe is, you can kind of picture it like this, it's carefully draped over his eternal arm, right? He has filled the flowers with their perfume, and he refreshes the pines with his breath. If any of you have ever lived or have pines in your yard after a fresh morning rain or whatever, and you just have that scent, you can just picture it like that. Fly to the highest skies, dive to the deepest depths, the creation is magnified by God's name. His glory exceeds all. So let us adore him, the creator of all. Right? Nehemiah 9.6, I think it puts it, uh, puts it beautifully. And we're going to, we'll read that real quick. It says, this is Nehemiah 9.6, You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them. And you preserve them all, the host of heaven, worships you so return to the text then after reading that with me and see this is addressed to god right and and don't miss don't miss that word our oh lord our lord our there's so much sweetness in that one word alone that we get to proclaim that we get to claim that christ is our lord he is ours that is who we serve. That is the God we are obedient to. So when we when we see verse one, when we read verse one, when we consider how much of God's we consider God's glory and see how much is endeared to us. The fact that and I'm kind of jumping ahead now, but I, 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 we can address it here too. The fact that he was he was thoughtful enough to to build. The world as it is today and then back then, just the beauty and nature, the streams, the oceans, the mountains, the skies, the northern... I saw the northern lights, my goodness, for the first time um, back in January, early January. It's breathtaking. I, I can't put it into words how just serene and moving that experience was. Um we got to see it from the plane. <laughs> and I think that kind of added to the experience. But the fact that he did this, created this for us while we're here, it's just magnificent. And <laughs> I'm having trouble with words right now, but it, it's so fitting because we're talking about verse 1. It says, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is in your name in all the earth. Sometimes that's all we can cry out. Lord, look, look. You just look at everything and you go... My goodness, Lord, you are amazing. This is amazing. How excellent is thy name. It is far more excellent than everything we just said, everything we just talked about, right? More excellent than the highest mountains and the deepest oceans. In fact, read, read the latter half of verse 1. It says, Who have set your glory above the heavens. His glory cannot be contained in the heavens. It is set above it. I don't have an answer for that. I don't know how that works. 
I am just going to trust God, and I know he's got that working out somehow, but his glory is just so vast, and this is the God we serve. I mean, this is just fantastic. And we move into verse 2 here, right? Move your eyes earthward with me here for a second and see of his majesty. The utterances of babes holds the tongue of a man silent. Oh my gosh, okay, this, okay, so this is, this is... This is up there in some of my favorite uh, passages in Scripture. But consider Matthew 21, 16. The children cried out, Hosanna, and the Pharisees fell silent. The Savior of the world quotes these words, right, as a justification of their infantile cries. I mean, <laughs> we, we live in a world, I think, today where we've got a skewed view of what uh, masculinity and what it means to be a man and manhood, you know, go chop some wood or uh, sharpen some knives or, you know, work on cars. We think that's what makes you a man. I, for one, would argue that a man is one who is obedient to the word of God and seeks first his kingdom and leads his life as such, especially if this is a man who is married and is uh, over the household. But the fact that Christ used the children, especially in this specific example in Matthew 21, 16, where they spoke and the Pharisees, they didn't know what to say. And these guys, let me, let me just tell you something. The Pharisees, these were, I'll, I'll describe them this way. These guys knew it all. They knew the word. They knew the law. They knew it in and out. They, they memorized it. They lived in it. That was their entire being. And then the children spoke, and it was it was against what they were proclaiming because the Pharisees, they were very legalistic. They thought that they uh, if they just obeyed the law perfectly and sinlessly, that they'd get into heaven. But we already hear problems in that because you can't live perfectly. You can't complete. You cannot live by the law perfectly because we are sinful. We are fallen. And the children speak and cry out, Hosanna. And the Pharisees, nothing. And the Savior of the world quotes them. How fantastic. I kind of embarrassing for the Pharisees, but how fantastic. Um two two more things on that. Uh oh, I, I can't remember who I was uh with, um, but they had um they had a video of of uh I think it was a niece or a nephew. They, they weren't very old. They were uh just a few years old. And they had a video, and this 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 small child, I think it was, I think it was a girl, and, and she folds her hands in front of the camera, and she goes, "Mom, I want to pray." And this little baby girl, she just she she prays the best she can with the few words that she knows. And it was so moving, it was so powerful, the pure, just mesmerizing words of a child. The faith of a child. I'm at a loss for words. In fact, I'm kind of tearing up right now just thinking about it. Just tears of joy because that that warms my soul. And it, honestly guys, it amps me up. It amps me up when I see children in their pureness worshiping God, praying to Him, talk. And I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine what Christ thinks when he when he has his little children just talk to him and pray to him i, I just i i just picture the biggest he's got to have the biggest smile in the world 
the host of heaven has to just absolutely be erupting in, in absolute excitement. It's fantastic. But on a little bit more uh, serious note, when Mr. Lawrence, John Lawrence, I believe John was his first name, uh, he was a Protestant martyr in Colchester, I believe that's over in Europe. When Mr. Lo John Lawrence was burned at Colchester, get this, get this guys, several children came and spoke and cried out as this man is burning at the stake they say Lord strengthen thy servant and keep thy promise what's recorded in the in in one of these books that has detailed events of these uh, uh, times in history it's recorded that he died as firmly and calmly as one could wish to breathe his last as last as he is burning at the stake there are children praying for him and speaking, Lord, strengthen him, keep thy promise. How powerful is that? Just stop and consider. That sends goosebumps up and down my arms. That is so powerful. And we move into verses 3 and 4. What are we, right? And we kind of touched on this in verse 1 and 2. What are we when compared to the millions of celestial bodies held in space, meticulously placed by God himself? Think about that for a second. I can't even wrap my mind around just the delicate nature around us, the ecosystems, what have you. And that is all held together by God's perfect design and perfect plan. That it doesn't just, if I mean, if he, if he said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to let go for a second, it would instantly collapse. Instantly. But the fact that he still, he holds it all together... It is, it's, it's falling away as, as promised, this, this earth will pass away. It's not, it's not going to be forever. Our eternity is in heaven. Those who believe and trust in Christ as our, as their savior. But imagine and just, just sit there and just ponder. I, I am a man and I'm, I'm speaking, uh, personally, this is Mitchell speaking, I am a man who struggles with pride sometimes, uh, maybe more often than I am ready, readily able to admit. And sometimes I, I am, I am arrogant. Um, and sometimes it's not an outward expression. Sometimes it's more inward. And I, that might be even a little more dangerous because I walk around and think, oh, I'm so much better than other people. And it's something that I'm working on constantly. But when I read this and I'm working through it, I, I just sitting in this chair and just thinking, my goodness, the the planets and the stars that are just out there in space, everything held together perfectly by Christ. And I am just one person on this earth in trillions upon trillions of miles of space, floating through space, orbiting a single star. That rocked me. I don't know about y'all when you when you just kind of sit there and think, but who am I to think that I'm the best thing that's ever happened to this planet? I'm not. And I, I'm not digging at confidence. It's okay to be confident, but there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, right? But how often and in, in how many issues could we resolve if we just checked our pride 
if we sat back and recognized, like, my goodness, I'm not the one who's in control of everything. And, that, and that's the thing, right? We want to be in control as humans. That's part of our sinful nature. We want to be in control. In fact, we'll, we'll tie it into pharmacy here. There's a, a lot of people don't necessarily like pharmacists. Why is that? Well, because they have to entrust their, their health to another human being. And that's, that's completely justifiable, right? We have to hand that control over to another person and trust that they are of good moral character, that they're going to treat me well, they're going to be nice, and they're going to give me the best treatment possible, both, both medically, both professionally, and, 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 and personally. And there's a lot of hurt there sometimes because that doesn't happen. People don't like to give that that control over. They don't like to give that trust over. That's that's a huge that's a huge stepping stone. So like as us pharmacists, we have to bridge that gap because there's hurt there already, whether it's spoken or not. Especially from a Christian standpoint, the grace and mercy that we receive from God is something that we can display to others. Who am I to not display that? In fact, if I don't display that, have I experienced it at all? I haven't. If I don't display that to other people, that grace and mercy that Christ has given unto me, I have not truly experienced that, and I need to reconsider what I'm doing. The pride of man has often been the cause of strife and wars and contentions, and too little do we remember and reflect upon the immensity of the universe compared to our haughty presumptions of how immense we are sometimes we think we're the best we're the greatest (laughs) i'm not i'm not the greatest and i'm okay with with that i'm here as a sojourner as spurgeon puts it a sojourner here on earth doing my best trying to live out obediently to the will that god has upon my life that is what i'm trying to do it's not i'm not i'm not putting in works to get to heaven, I am merely doing my absolute best to be obedient to Christ. What are his commands upon my life? What does the Bible teach? That is what I will do. And I don't do it perfectly. I am a sinner. But I'm learning. I'm growing. There is repentance. There is forgiveness. We have no control over the natural process, right? An asteroid could hurl towards us and wipe us out in an instant. And we're helpless. But by the grace and love of God that he has for his people, if truly considered, would cause the most of us to lay prostrate on this ground and recognize that God is in control. And so he appropriately says after that, what is man that ye be mindful of him? In verses 5 to 8, In Lord Jesus we are made slightly lower than the angels as he was made a little lower from his suffering unto death. Yet now Christ is in, the, is in his glory, Lord of all, and his elect are raised in him. Under our feet... Must, be the, must the world be kept so as not to let uh, the base spirit that likens to swaying through worldly, worldly uh, uh, pleasures and, and causes 
that the base spirit does not sway the empire of the immortal soul. The world must be kept beneath our feet. We are in the world, not of the world. In it and not of it. And as we reach verse 9 here, the, the writer closes with the exact same words that he started with in verse 1 here in verse 9. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We now return back to our keynote. A well, a well-proven conclusion. Walk worthy of that excellent name. And who is that excellent name? Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful time that we get to spend together. I am I'm so encouraged by your word. Lord, I pray that uh, you strengthen you strengthen your your sons and your daughters. We live in such uncertain times now, Lord, and it seems like things continually get to seem seems like they're continually getting worse and they are and we are promised that they will get worse. Lord, during this time where we are now, I pray that we continue to strengthen our faith in you. Lord, I pray that you strengthen our faith in you. I pray that we are able to go out, proclaim your name in love. God, I pray that many come to know your name. Father, use us however you will. I pray that we are obedient to your will. God, thank you again. We love you so much. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining in. Um, truly, uh, and just, I, I love this chapter. I love work, work, working with it, uh, working through it with you guys. I hope your hearts are encouraged like they are my, uh, like mine is right now. <laughs> um, I just, it's so great. The word of God is just so great. That's all we can say. Right? How, how excellent is thy name? If I may, uh, please continue to pray for Cora and I. We are. Like I said, we're rounding out our, our, our ninth and final month in pharmacy. Uh, we got we got two big exams coming up. Um, <laughs> two expensive exams, mind you. <laughs> uh, but it, it's worth it. It's going to be fine. But um, we ask that you, just, uh, you guys pray for us as we uh, continue to diligently study and work hard. The school has given us lots of things to study and work towards. We got a whole week coming up in uh, the first week of May where we're taking exams and assessments and just really gearing up for this exam. Likely taking it um, early, early June. Uh, so if y'all could just be praying for us, um, it's a big exam. It's 225 questions, six hours long. That's the first exam. The second exam, it's a, a Ohio law exam, and uh, for pharmacy specifically, and that's. They say that one's a little tough. That one's a lot tougher than the uh, the other one. So just uh, we ask your prayers and thoughts in that as we start to study. Um, so with that in mind, uh, just know that Psalm Psalm nine uh, might uh, might take a little bit longer to come out, uh, but I'm glad to get this one out. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, but again, really appreciate you guys. Really appreciate your prayers and listening in. Hope this has been helpful and encouraging to you all. Pray that you just uh, go back and reread this and meditate through it and just ponder the Word of God. I love you all. 
God bless.